Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, and it does feel like it's been a long damn time since Friday, Andy. How was the weekend? What did we grill? What kind of meats were in play? Do we make any money? I took it pretty easy um, grilling because it was my home league draft, which turns into a two-day affair. Yeah, I mean, the guy who hosted it smoked some ribs, plenty of good food. I made some fresh guac, got home, and I was very hungover after two days of, like, day drinking and then night drinking as well on the same day. And I wanted to grill. I just didn't have the energy. Also, I didn't have, like, a, you know, you got to prep a brisket. The kids did not request brisket. They requested burnt ends, which means you have to cook a brisket Ooh. first. And then cube part of it, and then make. I'm like, well, that ain't happening. I like your kids. I, That's a good I went choice. to the goddamn grocery store, bought chicken legs. Said, you know what kids love? The kids love chicken legs. I got a fun new barbecue sauce. I brined them for a while and just cooked chicken legs. Had some corn on the cob, potato salad. Took it. Love nice cob corn. But yeah, feeling feeling better now. Yesterday I was not feeling so hot after uh, drinking like I was a younger man <laughs> for a good chunk of the day with sporadic gummies mixed in. So it was a long day, just Vegas prep, because we will both be out in Vegas. I think we're going to try to do this show from Vegas on Friday, multiple BetSpurt shows from Vegas. That'll be fun, because I think we'll be doing some deep diving Sunday night from uh, Lost Wages as well. Ooh, it is going to be a lot of fun. If you're out in the desert, I mean, Andy and I are going to be there Thursday. When are you leaving? Are you leaving Monday or Tuesday? I don't have a return flight. I don't know. I love I that just, for you. I booked, I booked a one way. <laughs> I might just run away. I might never go home to my family. We'll see how well the, the tables treat me well and like somebody talks me into it. Maybe I just run away into the desert. Or if I, I like it poorly, same thing. So <laughs> I will be there Thursday morning and returning TBD at this point. Looking like probably a red eye Sunday night, though. I don't well, mind. That's good. Just. Just sleep on the plane, wake up, be miserable. Um, the U.S. Open rules on, though, we've had a lot I was going to say, we'll have something to watch this weekend besides football. Do you realize that, by the way? The U.S. Open finals this weekend. We're going to have to find somewhere to go watch those. Take a break from football <clears> for some reason. See if Circa gives us one screen. I had Medvedev. I had some Ben Chich in a big number. I have some Iga at 6-1 to one because it was parlayed with Joker to win Wimbledon. Um, so I guess I kind of root for her, but I played all of Vinny. And if you don't know who Vinny is, um, just matter, matter tips, whatever, Vinny. He's he was on the deep dive about a month ago, maybe two Yeah, German, ago. German kid. I play, I don't play all his tennis because uh, if you, anyone who subscribes to like his VIP thing, which I, I get to see, he, uh, he plays a lot. He plays volume. It's very hard for me to lot play that much tennis stuff, and feel good. Although that's, there's big edges in there, but. I love playing his futures. He's crushed a couple for me already. We had Samsonova. Um, you know, between Alex and uh, Vinny, I am always flush with tennis futures in the accounts when I'm looking at what's betting. But I have right now, looking back at this, I, now I got to find my damn tracking sheet. I have four quarter prices into the quarterfinals. All of them are underdogs. I did get uh, Francis. Francis is like thirty to one, though. Like you could certainly hedge your way out of that. You just parlay all the um, favorites. Pagula, you, know, you hit a you hit a quarter winner. You hit the parlay. 
I know I, I put the favorites together. It was like six to one. I thought about it, but the Pagula, um, I had I had Pablo Carena Busta too. He almost made the finals. I think a lot of them are tomorrow. So I I will uh, be cheering for Tom Lianovich. I will be cheering for TFO. I will be cheering for Sinner, and a little bit for Pagula. But today we need this Pagula. match, and this match I think is first up on the. Uh, uh, it's not going to be the grandstand. This is going to be Arthur Ashe. This is going to be right in Ashe. And they are closing the roof, I believe, is the word, which makes me feel even better. About Very this. rainy in the Northeast today. I yeah. imagine they'll put everybody inside to close close the roof for sure. I don't know. Maybe you can explain the roof better to, than I can as far as what conditions will be like. Because I, I don't. And maybe I'm wrong. I think it'll be faster. Like the serves are gonna serves are gonna rip nice and fast under the roof. Yeah, so once you close the roof, you have a few things. Number one, you don't have to deal with winds. Now, the U.S. open roof isn't your classic roof. Um, it's kind of a half open roof, basically. So there still will be a little bit of airflow, but a lot less wind nonsense and things to worry about. And then it also heats up a lot more down at the bottom of the court. So you know, the ball should fly a little bit better. It should be easier to compress the tennis ball. Uh, generally, when you have a little more heat, no wind, it's better for servers, but I imagine on these courts, it might not make a ton of difference, honestly. The show courts are generally hot. It's tough for wind to get down there anyway. But with the roof closed, it'll definitely enhance the ability for servers to hold. Yeah. No, and uh, that is what I'm hoping. And not only, like, just holding serve between these two, but um, they've been a little messy. A little bit of form question, a little bit of fitness question. Rude, very good, which is wild. Like, this was a kid we were betting in the tennis chat years ago. On like challenger level stuff, like hey, this is yeah. a I can't remember his dad's name, but like this is a second generation guy. We called him the Holy Ghost, Casper <laughs> Root. I don't remember why that uh, it was holy. Casper the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Casper. But why was it Holy Ghost? I, I have no. I remember. We make our own name. Maybe we got religious for a while. It's hard to tell. Yes. Yeah, he's in a spot where he can. I think he can end up being the top ranked player in the world if he wins this tournament which is just wild, all things considered. Medvedev did lose that top seed by in lieu of not defending enough points, so he will give it up to one of, I think there's one of three men that can take it over at this point. Um, and then Brood Berrettini. So Berrettini, you know, both of them, both of them had favorable draws heading into this match. Like, they were given, like, you know, upsets happened in such a way that both of their draws were nice and nice and easy, and they still kind of struggled at times. Obviously, Berrettini with Fakina all the way took him, took him five. Were they both five set matches? No, Rude Motier was three. It was the Tommy Paul. Tommy Paul somehow pushed Casper uh, Rude to five sets. So they both had some struggles at times. And if this is playing fast, a couple of guys that have been able to hold serve well when they're playing well, I expect a couple tiebreakers, and I definitely don't expect either man to take this 3-0. And uh, neither of them have had a 3-0 since the opening round. They've dropped at least one set. And again, in basically all these cases, two lesser players than each other. So I do expect this to go four or five sets. So over 41, I found a nice number on that this morning, and it's probably my only look because we're at a point where, again, we're playing quarterfinal matches, but they spread these out. So there's two quarters today, two quarters tomorrow. So there's only two men's matches. The other one is, God damn it, like I said, PCB would have been great to get him in, but he couldn't beat Karen freaking Hatchinoff. So Hatchinoff, I'm assuming, gets just 
dummied by Nick. Nick takes that quarter, and then we'll have two more tomorrow. The women, same, same, same. We have uh, two quarterfinals, and it looks like you're betting on both of them. Uh, you might as well, Andy. There's only two matches, so it's just two bets. And why I talk about this, by the way, apparently Champions League is back. So start clicking and finding random bets if you don't have one already. I see it here up on the board. I'd, sometimes you're not as prepared. So last chance there. Uh, Coco Goff, love the way she's playing tennis. She is running into basically a freight train today. Caroline Garcia has not lost a tennis match in a very long time. And um, looking it up right now, I'm trying to remember the last time she actually lost a set um, hasn't happened since the semifinal in Cincinnati against Arena Sabalenka. So it's been a few weeks since somebody has schnookered Garcia, but I think Goff has it. I think that what she's going, what she's shown us in terms of her elite movement, um, you know, one of the few things that ESPN has done really well to broadcast is sort of give us those lines to watch her kind of run around. It's just unbelievable. Some of the court coverage she has, her serve continues to get better. Her forehand, again, still not fantastic, but is finding ways to to place the ball and it's not afraid to hit winners here. It's, it's one of the things you find, I think a lot with players that have better movement and play a little bit more at their fitness um, than trying to hit winners. She is still running around trying to get the ball down the line. It's, it's something that really frustrates me. You'll have somebody run all over the place, constantly sending the ball back at the same height, to the same spot over and over and over again, but she really does move her opponents around. I think that Garcia will not only be tested, but go down for the first time since, oh, Jesus, Andy, it's uh, it's July is the last time that she lost a tennis match. So I think it's time. It's a little bit over a month now. And then, you know, one of the bets that's been very good for us, this tournament will continue to play, owns Jabor, Alia Tomlianovic. Give me the first set over nine and a half. So a minus 105 here, minus 110 is just fine. Um, the two have played before all three times. You see the 6-4 or 7-5 there in the first set. Again, another spot. Sprinkle a little on the over 10.5 if you have it. Um, that's always a fun bet in the WTA. It's a ton of 7-5s. And again, this just looks like we're going to get to 4-4 four, four here pretty comfortably. Maybe somebody will take a break and left to push back a little bit. But I think this will actually have a feel of a little bit of ATP match, Andy, where we have four pretty simple serves and holds for each woman here. And then, you know, once we get to the fifth game, it's all gravy from there. So give me Coco. Um, that will be up. That'll be the night match in Arthur Ashe, uh, 7 o'clock. And then Olms, Jabor, Alia Tomlianovic, first set over. That will be the second match of the day. Actually, everybody's playing on Matt Ash today. That's So they did. They moved everybody inside. Golf will be the third of the fourth match. Nick Curios gets the night match. Yeah, and shop around. You should be able to find a Corey Price above even money. Like there's plenty of 105s out there. There were places that opened that at plus 120, which was something. Um, so, yeah, a couple smart people I know are giving us the Garcia fade, and I'm, I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon. I'm fine with that. You know how I live, especially with only four, <laughs> four real matches. Granted, we had, and I was curious if you were going to be betting Bari or not. <laughs> there's a, there's a 125k maybe tomorrow. Maybe I've looked at it every a day and not a, like not a single names. thing has stuck out to me. Yeah, there was it's, names. They're playing play. I'm all out of sorts. It's, I've had a few bets that I almost made, but every single time I stayed away from it, it turned out to be a good thing. So maybe, but probably not. That, not that was where I was kind of wondering, too, if you were going to try to try to handicap clay tennis during the U.S. <laughs> Open. So kudos to those who are, but the WTA always does have some tournaments for people who weren't either in the draw maybe didn't qualify or flamed out early so uh maybe we'll see how that goes uh over in europe though speaking of 
the Champions League is on. We have group play. Um, it is the group stages. So there's a bunch of matches. I should see how many we got today. There are six, eight matches today, eight matches tomorrow, I believe. Um, some compelling cases in the chats for um, alt-overs on teams with uh, the Irish the Irish teams, I believe it was. Like Rangers and Rangers and Celtic. Is it Celtic or Celtic? I never Celtic. know. I, I want to say I, I was I'd say it should be Celtic, but I feel like it's something stupid like oh it's Celtic anyway, which is dumb. It is Celtic. Uh, it should. That's not how it is on my Celtic drums. Um, Real Madrid over five and a half. There we go. Half. Um, the one I did look at a little off the maybe not off the beaten path. I mean this is a pretty big team in the Bundesliga, but with the champions, I, off the beaten path. Yeah, it's well, one, one of the most watched events in the entire world. Sometimes you get in the early rounds <laughs> before we get to the group stages, and there are some teams you have not heard of. But we're, we are a group stage, so these are teams who have performed very well in their, in their home leagues. And yes, it is Shakhtar time. Shakhtar is a little behind the eight ball, and I hate, I'm not fading them per se, but I kind of am because I am expecting RP Leipzig to score quite a bit here. And not only are they behind the eight ball because they're just not nearly as good of a team, but they're uh, they're in the Ukrainian league. And if anyone's followed along there, Ukraine has had a little bit of struggle in the geopolitical slash war category of uh, keeping things together. So the Ukrainian league didn't get started until a couple weeks ago. I believe Shakhtar's only played three league matches. You know, uh, it's not a big difference, but, you know, Bundesliga, EPL, they're on five, six, somewhere like that. So got got started a little later, played a bunch of friendlies here and there, but haven't played a ton of competitive matches yet and then bounce right into group stages here. So Leipzig is a, is a good team. They've got – I was looking at their just recent – form i think this must have been like a pokal thing so they have like the fa cup but in germany so they played just some garbage team from like the sixth division beat them eight nothing i can't count that but uh they had a couple nice wins there and then got the shit kicked out of them by frankfurt lately but they've been scoring and scoring or at least giving up a bunch in the in those cases so every time shaktar's come to the ucl and played a german team they've lost by three or more i think is uh the stat i'm guessing a couple of those were a team from munich but regardless this is a bit of a mismatch i see something like three one four one here so i sold a half goal uh the standard line here is three and a quarter i just i will i hate the 25 so i'll play the 75 so you hate paying for half a push Whereas I'll pay for half a win, if that makes sense to you. So yeah. I just sold this out. Any book, it's a big enough soccer match. Any book is going to give you a three and a half if you want it. Go find it. Plus 110 is the best I found. And by that, I mean I only looked at two books. But I did find a plus 110. So I sold a half a goal, and we will be playing over three and a half. That match starts at three Eastern here in the United States of America. The US and I. Now, what else is happening this week? We got Champions League this week, the US Open Finals this week. There must be something else going on. Uh, the live events over. There's not one this That's week. True. No PGA. golf till next week. They had to nap next week. 
You know what we should do? We should bet on the Thursday game. There's no Thursday college football either. There's nothing until Friday. So that's All right. right. That's you that's what we're do doing. It. Oh, there we go. That's why make us do it. I forgot. Okay. Well, it's week one, folks, and there will be a lot more first touchdown score bets. But of course, that's where we're starting. I mean, did you do you have an opinion on the game? That's I'm way behind on deep dive, so I don't know if you guys have actually bet this game yet, but it's the first game of the year, so I assume everybody likes the over, and it'll probably go under, and the Bills? Yeah, I was going to say, it'll be the favorite wins but doesn't cover, and then the uh, the under hits by, like, you know, 13 points. One of those kind of games. But, no, I, I think when we went through this, and I'll go through these games, we got a deep dive tomorrow night. I will uh, we'll touch on this one right away, and we'll obviously be doing a halftime show. I think Drew might be at the game. So that could be one of those weird halftime shows. But, no, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much on, on the, uh, hey, this is a fair line kind of thing. And then I think I wanted to toss it out of teasers because maybe the, the, you know, the total being in the lower 50s kind of scares me off of uh, using the Rams in the teaser. But, man, if you aren't scared by that total, getting a home – you know, a home dog and a teaser feels pretty good. So maybe a teaser leg on the Rams, but that's about it for me. I'll be playing some player props and whatnot. Yeah, I can dig it. And Patrick in the chat is uh, actually, Andy, I was talking about this beforehand. I was able to use my spank odds here. Someone has gone in and whacked the Texans here. It looks like they went from eight. They're down to seven now. Some cheap sevens. Well, I'm glad I didn't tease Indy yet. <laughs> Plenty of time for that, but we do actually have a bet, and uh, we'll have a bunch of more first touchdown score bets on Thursday, although Andy and I will be on a plane. Don't worry. Matt and Dan will get get you through everything, but there's one that I want to bet right now, and I'm a little surprised it hasn't moved. I assume that it will by the time um, that we get around to Thursday night, but what do we like in first touchdown scores? We love quarterbacks and tight ends, and there is no better touchdown scoring quarterback in the league right now than Mr. Josh Allen. And for some reason, Andy, he was plus 700, plus 750, no more than you know plus 800 in a respectable book at all last season. He is plus 950 just about everywhere. I think there's even a plus 1,000 around there somewhere. Um, I don't even know if I really have to talk, explain this too much. It's Josh Allen. He scores a ton of touchdowns. They have design run plays for him. He gets those naked bootlegs where he rolls out and decides to run it in. It's everything about this points to him having a great shot at scoring the first touchdown here. And a plus 950, this is probably the best number we'll get on this all year. So get it, get it now, and we'll see if it moves by the time Thursday happens. Not that this is the most efficient market, but I imagine at some point um, some other people are going to go on and pop this a little bit. I, I think it won't be even plus 900 by the time we get to Thursday. Plus 1,300? Oh my God! Plus thirteen thousand at DraftKings. Hold on a second, Andy. You don't talk. I'm gonna go bet that. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna do a little shopping around, see what you got. But uh, and as Dad mentioned too, Ryan Noonan of Four for Four is gonna pop on, help talk some Thursday night football with Dan and Matt. They'll go over so that'll probably be a pretty football heavy show. We're gonna go over. There's college games coming up on Friday. There'll be the Thursday night football game to talk about. So that'll be a good one. Good one to tune in. Even if you're, maybe I'll just tune in if I have Wi-Fi on the plane. I think it's still tough. Absolutely. I guess we'll find out. That's true. It's tough. You know, Andy, they had Wi-Fi on one of my flights, but they didn't have the entertainment thing. So all the movies were turned off. It's disappointing. How does it work? How do they have Wi-Fi, but none of the movies? Like, that's half the fun of flying at American Airlines. They have a great know, even movie if I, app. 
even if I don't fly Delta there, I'll fly Delta back just to make sure I can watch a movie when I'm all hung over. But all right, I'm in. I'm going to go shopping right now for that. I suggest you fellas do the same. Good luck to all your tennis bets. Um, if you play ATP, WTA, ITF, Challenger, 125K, or anything else in between, and obviously if you're making yourselves a Champions League parlay, have some fun, have some fun, because it is that time of year where we get a shitload of these games right at the same time. Nothing like betting a bunch of uh, alternate overs and turning the turning the flash score notifications on. So uh, <laughs> thanks again to Profit Exchange for the sponsorship. They are now live in New Jersey. Go sign up and get yourself in the exchange. If you like low vig, you're going to love exchanges because it is lower than low vig. Shit will be very, 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 very low overhead. So go check it out if you are in the Garden State. And with that, we'll catch you tomorrow for a hump day episode. <laughs>